Faith for Today with Colin Urquhart and Julia Fisher. of knowledge, one of the gifts of the Holy Spirit available to all of us. Colin, you you left yesterday's programme talking about this amazing gift. Yes, and I talked about one particular manifestation of it where God can give you information that you need and you need to use very discreetly and sensitively in order just to get to the heart uh, of a person's problem. Now, I want to talk a little bit more about this because it's very important that we use this gift in the right way. Um, if God gives you a piece of information, you need to handle it very, very sensitively. You need to be really listening to the Holy Spirit as to how to use this because if you use it in the wrong way, uh, then it's not going to have the effect that it should have. Uh, you see, there there may be a situation where somebody is talking to you about a problem that they have and God gives you a word of knowledge that there's a sin, a secret sin that is in that person's life. God is well aware of, but this person is just persisting in this sin. Let us just say for the sake of argument that this person is in an adulterous relationship. Their marriage, their, their business is going wrong. But this believer has not, does not see any association between the adulterous relationship and what is happening in his business. But he's come to talk to you about the business because he believes that God wants his business to prosper and it's not and he's been praying about it. Why are things going wrong in my business, you see? So he doesn't say anything about the wrong relationship. He just talks about the business. And you're listening to him and I always teach our Bible school students, when you listen to people, you listen with one ear to what they're saying and the other ear to what the Holy Spirit is saying. So as this man is speaking, the Holy Spirit might say to me, he is in a wrong relationship. So I listen to what he's saying and then, now how am I going to handle this? Am I going to accuse him? No, never ever accuse anyone. So I say to him, um, what about other aspects of your life? Is everything in God's order? Now, he may try to cover up and say, oh, yes, everything is fine. I say, what about your relationships? Are all your relationships good? Yes, is your marriage good? Oh, yes, I love my wife. And in which case, you see, I'm still praying. And I'm saying, Lord, was this a real word from you? Yes. So, you know, I may let him just go on talking for a little minute. And then I say, now, forgive me if I'm wrong, but I believe the Holy Spirit is showing me that you are in a wrong relationship with another woman at present. Now, usually at that point, you stop the person dead in their tracks. They may try to cover it up. They may just begin to weep. They may then begin to say, you know, I've done everything I can to get out of this relationship. I just got sucked into something. I know it's wrong. I know it should never have happened. But I haven't known how to get out of it. They may then say, but what has that got to do with my business? I say, well, God knows. And why should God bless one area of your life when you know you're living in disobedience in another area of your life? You can separate your business life and your social life, but God doesn't. He sees you as one person. 
You know, this is why when we're listening to uh, politicians speak and they say, well, a politician's personal life is his own business. It's his public life that we need to worry about. But no, you can't divide people like that. If a person is unreliable in his personal life, then why should we think he's reliable in his public life? Because he's the same person. So, you know, uh, God understands that. And he, he knows that <clears throat> if there's something wrong in one area, it is going to lead to things going wrong in other areas of a person's life. So you see, God would only give me that information for that person's good. Now, if you do it sensitively and lovingly and in the right way, then the person is going to be very grateful because, you know, this has happened on a number of occasions and the person said, you know, I'm so grateful that this has now come out into the open because now I can deal with it. I've, I've just not known how to handle it. You say they're grateful, Colin, and, and I suppose God is therefore giving them a chance to turn around and repent. But do, do you ever have a person who's actually quite cross that their cover's been blown in that sense? They might appear like that initially, but they know that what they're doing is wrong in the eyes of God. They know that. And so <clears throat> they may have known that a day of reckoning would come, and they've been putting off that day of reckoning for as long as possible. But ultimately, you know, there is a sense of relief when now I've really got to face the situation. You say that you listen to the person talking with one ear and with the other ear, you listen to the Holy Spirit. Now, what if somebody gets it wrong? What if they're not actually understanding what the Holy Spirit's saying and they suggest to somebody that they're doing something? Actually, that's not true. It's a big well, responsibility this gives, this, isn't it? This is why I say never make accusation. And you notice that when I was taking you through that, I said, you know, forgive me if I'm wrong. So I opened that. But I would have to say that whenever I've done this, I have never been wrong. Now, I don't say that for my own merit. I say that's the Holy Spirit. And how do you know yourself that the Holy Spirit, I mean, does your heart rate change? Or how do you know that you know that you know? No, I mean, there I am. I'm wanting to help this person. I'm wanting to be sensitive to what the Spirit of God is saying. I'm not trying to sort out his life in my own strength or with my own wisdom. I am listening to the Holy Spirit. And therefore, uh, I'm listening to what the Spirit is saying, no matter what it is. Now, I mean, the number of occasions this happens will be relatively few compared with the total number of people that you're talking about. But it's much, it's much more common for God to give you a word of knowledge about uh, the real heart need in that person's life. Uh, in which case you can not just tell them, don't just tell them, oh, the Holy Spirit's showing me that your real problem is boom, ba, boom, ba, boom, ba, boom. That's not very effective. What you've got to do is to handle this knowledge in the right way so the person gets to see for himself that that's the real nature of his problem. Because when a person sees it for himself, then he's prepared to do something about it then it sort of unlocks mm. his understanding and his ability to move out of the bondage to the problem that he's been in and into the real freedom and liberty that God wants to give him. So a wonderful gift that has to be handled with great care. Yes, but there are, <clears throat> there are also other ways. I mean, I suppose the most 
common way in which people think about this word of knowledge is if someone is ministering uh, in a public meeting and has words of knowledge about people being healed. Um, I've ministered in this way a great, great deal in, in my ministry and seen thousands of people healed as a result. Uh, how does the operate? How does this gift operate? Well, here you might have a meeting of dozens, hundreds, or even thousands of people, and the Holy Spirit tells you specific things that are happening in specific people. Now, this is called a word of knowledge by very many people because God is giving you knowledge of what the Holy Spirit is doing. I think really that often this is more a word of faith or it's more a word of authority or a word of power because what I found is that when you speak out these things, the power of God comes upon somebody and they're healed. It's like a quickening. Uh, well, it's like a release. Mm. It's just a release. The, the person hears the word, receives it with faith, and the power of God comes upon them. Um, somebody was telling me just the other day of a wonderful miracle that happened in their life. And um, this, this person told me, you were ministering at the meeting. I mean, this was some time ago. So this was a healing that has stood the test of time. This person said, you were, you were, you were ministering and I, I, I'd come to this meeting with this medically incurable condition. And you mentioned this so specifically, said, I was surprised. And I immediately said, that's for me. I take that, Lord. And as soon as I said that, the power of God, as soon as you know, this man said that, the power of God came upon him and he was healed. So I knew nothing about it at the time. I knew nothing about it until this conversation the other day. And that's a fairly common occurrence for, for that to happen. So you see, God can give you knowledge so that you will use that knowledge to speak out in authority and with power so that then that particular event can take place. So that's just another way in which this gift of, of a word of knowledge gets manifested. But what I want everybody to understand is that God will not give information about you or anyone to you if he knows that information is going to be abused. There is a real element of trust. The Holy Spirit trusts you with the information that he gives you. He trusts you with the word of wisdom. He trusts you with the word of knowledge. And the scripture says it's important that those to whom trust is given, that they are proved trustworthy. So it's very important that we prove ourselves trustworthy in the way in which we use these gifts. Always the gifts are to be used in love. Always they're to be used for the good of others, to love them, to serve them, to see God working in their lives in wonderful ways. 
You've been listening to Faith for Today, presented by Julia Fisher. This program is sponsored by Kingdom Faith. For further information, visit our website, kingdomfaith.com. 